Hey everyone, welcome to this special bonus episode of Alpha Chat, the business and economics podcast of the Financial Times. I'm Cardiff Garcia. You might remember an earlier Alpha Chat episode from last year in which we interviewed Miriam Leva, an independent journalist and dissident in Cuba and a really impressive woman. We spoke about the legacy of her late husband, a Cuban economist named Oscar Espinosa Chepe, who was once imprisoned for having written the truth about the Cuban economy and then treated horribly while he was in prison. And this was after the couple had spent much of their lives persecuted by Fidel Castro and his security apparatus. I really love talking to Miriam, and I admire her courage and resilience and also her ability to keep her eyes open and tell the truth in those matters where things have improved, even if not nearly enough. She continues to speak and write about the social and economic repression in Cuba, and she also continues advocating for the U.S. to end its embargo on trade and travel with the island. So after Fidel Castro died, I emailed her and told her that I wanted to talk to her on the phone about it, and also about her hopes and fears about the future of the relationship between the U.S. and Cuba with a Trump presidency soon to begin. So here it is. So, uh, Medium, first of all, where where were you when you found out that Fidel Castro had passed away? Well, I was here at home because uh, I, I was watching television, and all of a sudden, all the you know the channels uh, started to 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 to, um, to announce that Raúl Castro had an important statement, and Raúl Castro spoke about two minutes and uh, Cuban people that uh, the commander in chief has passed away. And that he was going to be cremated, and and tomorrow we, uh, we'll give you more information. That's what he said. Uh-huh. And um, how did you feel when you heard? Well, in fact, uh, first it was uh, something that was uh, I didn't I didn't expect to to hear at that moment. But uh, in I was aware that uh, he might you know die any time because he was in a very poor health. You could see the pictures they had shown. Very recently, and 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 besides, when he when they published something that said that was uh, his article, he he was you know not uh, concentrated. He wasn't focused on what was going on in Cuba or the world. So, he, I, I I you know I knew that in any time they they would uh, had to 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 announce this news. Does this uh, does this do you think change anything about what you expect to happen uh, with the Cuban economy and Cuban society? Well, Fidel Castro, I don't think he was, uh, you know, interfering in the in everyday life or decisions in in, in Cuba. But anyway, all the people that uh, didn't want changes, that didn't want to lose their positions, and and wanted to keep on controlling. Uh, everything they they it seems that they used his name and his thoughts to 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 stop any any possibility of uh, changes and then i think that now since they cannot you know take hold of this anymore and that raul castro now well the government has uh, told the people that everyone should uh, uh, sign a, a a a statement or um, a commit a commitment um to the word, to some words of Fidel Castro, it's interesting because those words start saying that a revolution is changes when when they are needed. So I think that maybe they could use this. They would use these words to, uh, you know, sp- speed up uh, changes. Anyway, that's not something you know certain. That's 
the hope, I think, of, of a great majority of the people here in Cuba, everybody wants some changes. And I think that, of course, he would only try to um, change the, the, the what is not as much as, as, as everybody would expect, but anyway, to keep power, to, to move this economy that is creeping and is collapsing even more. He needs to, to bring about change in Holocaustus. So, and with those changes, of course, I expect a more opening in the sense of Cubans uh, being able to uh, participate in decision-taking and also to have more uh, freedoms of speech, of association, of uh, participating in, 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 in government even. But no, that government, I think, would be uh, in a long run. But anyway, of course, I would like also to go this to the society. But at least if they start economic changes, people will be more independent, will be more free to, to, to be able to, to express and to participate. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that about how um, there is still a class of Cuban politicians uh, that wants to keep things the old way. I guess you could call it the Fidelista way, because after President Obama visited the island this year, and I remember that you yourself met with him briefly with the president, Fidel Castro wrote a letter in uh, the state daily newspaper about a week later or a few days later with a scathing denunciation of Obama. He said that Cuba doesn't need anything from, his words, uh, the empire. Um, it, it didn't seem like a, a constructive contribution to the ongoing restoration of normal diplomatic uh, relations between the two countries. Yes, that was the thought of uh, one part of, of, of these uh, people in, in the party and the government, because uh, he, 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 it was all his life what he had been doing. But you can... You could see that Raúl Castro was going in another way. He kept on uh, uh, meeting with the Americans. He kept on uh, the impact of um, Obama's uh, measures that favored the people and also his personality. You know, when he was here, what he said, uh, life on TV, uh, there was a great uh, enthusiasm and expectation. Then people felt and still feel that if that didn't uh, go further uh, and, and help even more was because the government, Raul Castro, would move. So immediately, even before uh, Obama left the country, they were uh, talking uh, against, uh, you know, they had a, 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 a very big propaganda against uh, saying that the embargo, the Americans and so on. But people in the streets didn't believe that. And, and that this, the feeling what people want is changes. Of course, here in Cuba, they cannot speak out. But it's, you know, it's in all the society. You can feel it. <laughs> that is what people want. And the government knows that. And, and even to, to, to be able to, to have people working with more incentive, and they have to open and, and, and also to bring the, those uh, uh, foreign investment they, they need, they want, the government wants. The government has to, 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 to open more. Yeah. And do, do you think that um, even though by the end he was more a symbol of the old way of doing things because he wasn't involved in the day-to-day -day management uh, of the government and of governmental affairs, he was still a kind of potent symbol for the old way of doing things, and therefore his death now uh, mm -hmm. essentially clears the path a little bit more 
to a kind of ongoing liberalization uh, of the Cuban economy and of Cuban society? Do you think it makes it maybe a bit easier? Well, it could be easier if Raul Castro, who has all the power with his military, starts an opening and, and, and works faster because he has to be, everything has almost been stopped here last year and this year. And the economy is falling and, and they don't have money. The government doesn't have money. Foreign investment hasn't, haven't come. The, the, the American embargo each day is more, is further, you can expect it to end in, in a short run. So they have to, 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 to do something because even their lifetime, they can see that now that Fidel Castro is dying, they can be, see that they can die any moment too. And they want to, to leave a new um, um, leadership. And, and if they don't do that, fast, when before Raul Castro steps down from the government next year, because he's going to keep power, he's going to be the, the first secretary of the, the, the party, and the party is the, the main ruler in Cuba. So he's going to keep on being the main ruler, but he's going to, to bring new, uh, all, and others, not new, but others to, to, to uh, for everyday you know, work in the government. So it's very important that, that he stops this slow pace and uh, accelerate for, for, for what he, he wants to, to leave and also the others who who want who have who are going to to take those places they must be eager also to to be able to to change things in their favor of course no one here not even those in the you know ruling spheres uh, say really what they they feel and what they think is best because they fear to lose the position and, and not gain new new posts Sure. Let me ask you a little bit about your own uh, personal thoughts uh, when you found out that Fidel Castro had died. Uh, you said last year when we first spoke that Fidel Castro never forgives and he never forgets. Um, you and your late husband, Oscar, uh, obviously spent a part of your lives um, trying to get the truth out to people in Cuba, uh, and you were punished for it. Um, and I remember you telling me the incredible story uh, of how Oscar suffered when he was arrested in the middle part of the 2000s and was treated quite brutally in prison. And I think you said that it might have even uh, accelerated, accelerated the deterioration of his health. I mean, when you found out that he died, what were you, what were you thinking given, um, I guess, the, the incredible and destructive presence of Fidel Castro uh, in your own personal life? Well, I could say I, I was relieved. Because I, I I never feel you know hatred or 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 or, or, or revenge. Uh, it's I don't know. It's my way of the way I am. Uh, and I, what I wanted was this to end. So I mean the the, the way that he he managed everything and he had all of us grabbed and and to be to have the possibility to 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 go further to to do an opening in Cuba. To, so I, I really didn't. I cannot tell you that I was happy. I, I don't. I'm never happy for anybody who dies. Only that I felt relieved, and well, I said, "Well, it had to be," and, and finally it came. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, one of the things I noticed um, when I was uh, in Cuba myself last year um, was that a lot of people still had the hallmarks of fear and paranoia that come from living for so long 
inside a country with a very powerful uh, state security apparatus um, where there's a risk of being spied on, there's a risk of being followed. Do you think that some of that will ease now that Fidel Castro has died? Um, or do you think that that's going to take something more uh, dramatic uh, before people start to, uh, before people start to, I guess, um, feel uh, that some sense of relief uh, or some sense of, uh, I guess, personal freedom uh, that they haven't felt to this point? I don't think that they're going to release the, the, the security police or, or, or the, 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 you know, the, the, the way they, they, they have the repression. Raul Castro changed the, the ways, and it, now it's not long-term detentions, and, and they're short-term detentions, but we keep on being watched, you know, all the time. And, and if we do something that they don't like, even if it's just talking, they would come and, and they might take you to a police station, and you don't know else, what else they could do. But And, and now that, that Fidel is not, well, has passed away, maybe immediately in the short run, they will keep a, a tight um, vigilance uh, uh, because uh, they know that maybe uh, people will be, uh, you know, um, will want to, to do something for, for changes. But anyway, now it's the possibility that little by little this opens. I don't know how long this would take and give more um, possibilities to, for people to, to, to participate in, in Cuba's life. But any this this security apparatus they have, or really, uh, you know, the, the way they watch everybody and they, they prohibit everything, they will keep it and they will try not to 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 open. It. But this, if the society moves, if other people start, uh, uh, you know, um, listening to the, the social uh, feeling, they will have to to open. Yeah. And this this is the same regime. These are the same rulers. And the ones who are coming, they pretend to follow their, their views. So they won't change from one day to another. Yeah. As as one of the dissidents who met with President Obama when he visited the island uh, earlier in 2016, uh, do you know if, if you yourself uh, were watched uh, either before or after that happened? Yes, of course. I've always been watched for almost 25 years. And, and yes, I, I've been watched, and I know that sometimes I go places, and and I see that they they follow me, and or they sometimes when I when I come out of my door, I, I see that their car or or somebody's standing there, and it's one of their officials watching what I'm going to do or where I'm go I, I'm going. And it, very recently in September, I, I went to a procession of the the Virgin of the Caridad del Cobre. That's the main Virgin in Cuba. I go every year. And then all of a sudden, I, I, I heard, Miriam, and this was the, uh, uh, the security official officer, the security officer that um, uh, took me in detention when the Pope was here. So and he said, no, I just wanted to say, to see how you, how do you feel? I said, oh, fine, bye. <laughs> I, just walk, I just walked away. And then all the time that I was moving there in the procession, he, he was, uh, you know, very, very close to me. So he was all the time watching what I would do or, or to make me feel, you know, their pressure. <laughs> it's to make me feel that I'm watched and, and that I have to be aware that anything can happen to me. But anyway, I, I just did what I always do. That is go with the procession and take pictures. 
Uh, from uh, speaking with your friends and family uh, after Castro died, um, do you get the sense that they are also feeling the same sense of relief uh, or or are the feelings a little bit more mixed given that he was uh, a presence in their lives um, for so long? Yeah, relief. And of course, there are some others that uh, think that, you know, oh, it was about time, you know, something like that. Or, or, or And of course, there are others who, who still support uh, uh, the revolution and, 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 and Fidel and, and think that Fidel Castro wasn't so bad. You know, it depends. But uh, most of the people uh, want that this, uh, you know, be a, a, a possibility, new possibilities for all Cubans. Yeah. Let me let me ask you now uh, about what's happening between the U.S. and Cuba. Um, obviously, uh, the rapprochement of the last few years started under Obama at the end of 2014. Um, since then, actually, quite a lot has happened. Um, it's much, much easier for Americans to visit Cuba now uh, than it was before. There has been some limited easing on the ability of American companies to operate in Cuba. Not a lot. Uh, And Cuba has also started trying very, very slowly to attract a little bit more foreign investment, even though the changes to this point um, haven't yielded a whole lot of success. Do you fear now that uh, President-elect Donald Trump will be taking office uh, in January, that some of that uh, is going to be reversed? Do you think it can be reversed? Uh, And overall, what's, what's your outlook for the near-term future of the relationship between the U.S. and Cuba? Well, I would like them to remain and even to go further, but uh, I, I would wait. What is, uh, who waits more, a Cuban-American community uh, or, uh, I mean, not Cuban-American community, Cuban-American legislators, congressmen, yeah. senators, or the, 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 the need and the, and the aspiration of the Cubans here in Cuba and in the United States, and especially uh, American enterprises, uh, trade, um, you know, uh, men, uh, farmers, and, and intellectuals, and, and all others, all other Americans that want uh, uh, to be here in Cuba, present, who want exchange with Cuba, and 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 and, and I think that they wait a lot, you know, and, and Trump uh, must uh, think about this. I hope he he doesn't revert this. I know that uh, you know before or almost before elections, he he promised to 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 be hard, to go far harder on the Cuban government. That he would uh, push more for respect for human rights and and and, the, and would help more the, the the opposition here in Cuba. I would like progress, of course, more progress in human rights and 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 and. and the opposition could work free more or freely here in Cuba, but of course, uh, I think that this could be done in a way that doesn't harm what has been uh, achieved up to now by Obama's policy. And I am convinced that what happens in Cuba and what should be done depends on us Cubans. I am thankful for um, um, for leaders or for governments who are concerned with our problems and who press the government, the Cuban government, but everything is on us. And besides that, I wouldn't put at stake what has been achieved during the the Obama administration 
with, with a, a very uh, hard uh, policy that makes this government um, react uh, aggressively. This government needs um, uh, isolation. We no, don't need isolation. Cubans can go back to isolation because this is going to harm all Cubans. So I think this has to be in a very uh, you know, intelligent, in, in, in a very such manner. Not just say, well, if you do, don't do this, I do that, and, and I change this. And, and No, because the Cuban people uh, and, and Cuba is, uh, you know, it can be uh, harmed by that. And, of course, uh, I, I, I'm thankful to the Americans and to, the, uh, to Obama and to the American government that everything depends on what we do. We cannot, you know, just expect others to do what we have to do. Yeah, it it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that the idea that uh, it depends on the Cubans and their wishes. Um, I've been tracking uh, public opinion in both countries for the last couple of years on how they feel about the rapprochement uh, in Cuba. And I had expected this: the overwhelming share uh, of people definitely want uh, normalized relations with the United States. Uh, that that was not a surprise at all. A little bit more surprising was how quickly uh, the Cuban-American community came around on the idea of also reestablishing a normal diplomatic relationship. Uh, it's now to the point where the majority of Cuban-Americans also think that the U.S. should have a normal relationship uh, with Cuba. Uh, and it actually is just a small but very vocal and very aggressive contingent of Cuban-American politicians and other Republican politicians uh, who stand against it. I wonder how long they can hold out, though. Um, it seems like public, public opinion in both countries uh, has swung decisively in one direction. And even if there is a temporary halt uh, or a temporary setback to the progress, it seems like at least in the medium term, the winds are only blowing in one direction. Well, I, I, I'd be very glad if the wind blows in the in the direction of uh, our, you know, Cuba, Cuba and the United States being closer and and go walk to normalization and 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 that we can, you know, get rid of this pressure from the Cuban government and all the time uh, uh, um, blaming the United States for all their own doing or what they do with the Cuban people and this is. Uh, can be helped by the position, by the, by the way the, Cuban, the American government acts and reacts, you know. It, 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 it's in both ways. So I hope that this, uh, um, you know, need or this uh, feeling for, for closer ties and, and, and uh, between our people and, and, well, everybody, you know, different sectors in the United States where the, and Cuba, this would uh, go... Uh, progress this would progress i think that would be the best for for us in cuba yeah um final question uh it, it's a bit of a personal question uh do you want to just uh, give our listeners a sense of what you're working on these days um are you writing are you speaking are you uh also uh agitating for change yourself no you don't agitate for change <laughs> i write and people read a lot more it's difficult here in Cuba to, to for people to read what I write, but I know that a lot of people read me. And um, these days, I have been talking over the phone a lot with uh, foreign media, uh, 
uh, radio station and here these days, since there are so many uh, reporters here, so many correspondents, they have been uh, coming to my home, in uh, radio, TV, or written, you know, and that's what I've been doing. Just uh, a while ago, uh, the three three um, reporters came from different countries and they were here with me talking and, and, and you know... <laughs> And I think this is a, a, a way that I can uh, let know the world that the world is like, you know, a lot of people see it from far only, oh, they have a good uh, um, education and they have good uh, sanitary assistance, so they, everything is very good in Cuba. No, 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 no. It's not that way. And and then they see this uh, Fidel Castro that is, is the hero and the, and the glory. No, no. That's not Cuba and that's not Fidel Castro, in fact. It, but it's very important. So, so it's very important that I give my view, at least one more view. I try to, to say what I think is, is, is what's going on, to be objective. And I do this to help... To, to, you know, to, people to know uh, out of Cuba what is going on and also uh, uh, try to, to, to let know people in Cuba also my point of view because many of these uh, special TV stations, they, they come back to Cuba. You know, they, it's incredible how people tell me in the streets, hey, I, I watched you yesterday in the channels, they call it here, or in the cable. And that's because they, they you know, they, they tape, they... they they take from the uh, what is uh, especially from Miami, the stations from Miami, and then they, they have what they call here a package, and then they, they rent this, and, and it goes all over Cuba, you know. So it's important. Some of them are just uh, I don't know, uh, so pauperous and, and things like that, but some others have uh, very, uh, good news and, and 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 a lot of things. And I know that uh, what I when when. I, I say something, and it's on TV outside Cuba. I know that many people here in Cuba watch it. Yeah, uh, to explain to our listeners what you mean by that, obviously the television and the media inside of Cuba is very tightly controlled, but often when foreign TV comes to interview you, it'll show up in Miami, and then it'll be taped, and it'll be effectively uh, smuggled into Cuba uh, through a very popular thing called the paquete which is then watched by people on their computers, um, you know, a few days later. Uh, but it's a way of getting your of getting your message out in a kind of roundabout way as well, because uh, you do the interview, um, it then is uh, goes into a foreign feed, and then it comes back into Cuba through this back channel. And, and you know, also they have what they call the cables. That is that they have a well, I don't know antenna, and then they put cables one, from one house to another, and and they watch the, the actually they watch Miami channels directly at the same you know like at the at the same time. It's uh, it, it's incredible. If, if something is tonight, somebody is in, in, in all over Cuba because mainly it's in Havana, but it, it, it's all over Cuba. They, they will watch this. They will listen to this. Right. They'll find they'll find a way uh, to get that feed mm-hmm. um, and to share it. Um, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, well, Medium, uh, thanks so much for uh, speaking with us again. Uh, I hope to see you again soon in person. And, yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, always love talking to you. Okay, thank you for calling. And, well, I'd be glad to see you again in Havana. And that is the end of our chat with Medium Leva. Again, we'll have our normally scheduled Alpha Chat episode also released tomorrow. Thanks for listening.